Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports the Max is on. The Air Twins win 2-0 today at spring training. They may or may not play on Thursday. I hope they play. We'll visit with Larry DeVito, groundskeeper, a little bit later. And Jared Nunes, who coached Baylor, uh, last year they won the national championship, and then this year they had a 25-point, uh, they, uh, they were down 25 points to uh, North Carolina in the second half and came back and tied the game. So we'll break down the national championship with he. Mike Gensel will join us to talk hockey. Brian Sanford to talk about the death of another uh, terrific, prolific athlete uh, on the east side of town last week. All that and more straight ahead. I don't know if I should feel guilty about this or how I should feel about this, but I don't know if you maybe feel the same way that I do about it. And it is college basketball. College basketball is a... Um, it's big business, and, and, and the brackets and the field of 64, they're huge. But I don't have the same passion that I used to have for watching and keeping up with college basketball. It's kind of a Final Four event to me now, with the exception of I want to watch and see uh, who plays well in the tournament if somebody makes a run. And what I'm wondering is, and maybe this has dawned on you as well, Is that because we've become watered down with college basketball, A, we see so much of it that none of it seems significant anymore, more on that in a moment. Is it because the great players are in the NBA so we don't tune in just to see a feature player that might take over a game because there aren't that many that will uh, in the NBA if if, if they are even destined for the lottery of the NBA that they're, they're probably freshmen? And so, therefore, even then, they're not dominant players. That's B. Or is it C, because the University of Minnesota is, is what we gravitate towards, and that, that's what we watch college, we watch it through the lens of the Golden Gophers, and they have provided us with very little over the last 25 years to get excited about in March. And so, therefore, if you're not interested in the Gophers, you're also not seeing a good team from Iowa or Wisconsin come through. It, does, it doesn't appeal to you enough because you go, well, you know, the Gophers are probably not going to win that game. I don't know what it is, but my passion I find to be waning in college basketball. Now, I was excited on Saturday night when Duke played North Carolina, and to watch that second half <clears throat> and to think about Mike Krzyzewski's storied career, things like that will give me a bump and a spike. <clears throat> Excuse me. But... I don't get you know, the Kansas Villanova game. I barely watch because I go, oh, that, that's not going to get close. Kansas isn't going to lose this lead. So I don't even watch the game. It used to be Final Four was all close, second only to the Super Bowl in terms of must see TV. You'd sit down, you'd make it a point, you'd find out what day the Final Four is being played, and doggone it, you were committed to it. It didn't matter who was in it. And I'm wondering if that's because there's not enough star players. The Gophers don't get us interested in college basketball enough over the years. Or have we seen so much college basketball 
that if you if you pick and choose and do whatever you want during the season, you, you, you can see so much and access it so much that it doesn't seem special anymore. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. I'm wondering if you feel the same way that I do about it. I wonder if there's kind of a a, a something there that college basketball that, that we have to accept is not as strong as it used to be. That it just doesn't offer the zest and the pep that it once did. Now, when probably part of it is my age. And my age suggests to you that I was there during the heyday. And the heyday was when they brought cable TV to college basketball. And for the first time, late 80s, early 90s, people were able to watch Georgetown play Villanova uh, on, a, on a Wednesday night. And, and we couldn't believe how many good players there were out there. You'd see an occasional national game if you tuned into the networks on the weekend, but you would not see these teams that we had heard about in these storied programs. And so all of a sudden, we're seeing people like Muggsy Bogues, I can remember, and Spud Webb, these dynamos. Um, and we've never seen them before. And and there's this boon at that point in time in guys that want to get into college coaching. If you follow it like I did, there's a boon at that point in time and people that want to get into coaching basketball because we are enthralled with it. And Patrick Ewing and Georgetown and the Hawaii Five-O theme song. And then all of a sudden, after year after year after year, you kind of go, well, you know, there really is no big game. Duke's going to play North Carolina, and that's cool, but they're going to play them in the, in the conference tournament as well. And this year, of course, they played in the semifinals, which which is I, I, ironic and iconic. But I just don't get excited about college basketball anymore. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And I'm wondering if you feel the same way. And if the reason we feel that is that we, as we follow the Gophers, there just hasn't been enough stuff there to get us excited. I don't know. I don't know, but it just doesn't do it for him anymore. Now, the other piece to it is I can support some of this with data. So I know it's not just me that's moving into this depression on, on college basketball. And, and, and the data will tell you that, that the ratings for college basketball, and I'm talking about in markets where your team is not playing, are, are incredibly low. So in other words, if on Channel 4, we choose to televise, you name the game. Hey, it's a Syracuse against Georgia Tech. Oh, this one's going to be good. Well, it's really not going to be that good for any of us here because we don't relate to it. We don't connect to it. We don't find it to be interesting television, and we don't watch it. And, and there was a time when you didn't have access to that that, that game. You'd go, well, this is the only time I can see him, so you'd probably watch that game. And, and the, really, the telltale sign is when you look at college basketball right now, they have now reduced the NCAA tournament to the regional games being played at standard arenas. And what I mean by that is there was a time when every round of the NCAA basketball tournament was played at a place like U.S. Bank Stadium or the Metrodome. That's what you had to have to even put in a bit. And if you got the first round, it was the best because you got eight teams coming to your city to play. Now they've said, for the sake of this being a studio, not really a basketball arena, uh, we just want a good studio. They don't even try to sell the 40,000 tickets or the 35,000 tickets to those places. They just say, 
if you're going to bid on this, we're going to put it at places like the Target Center or the Excel Energy Center, whatever it is that you want to bid on. But we're only going to try to put 18000 in instead of 40000 which tells you that's based on the appetite because they'd love to have the ticket sales. So I know I'm not way out there on this. I know there are other people that probably feel the same. The, the kicker to this is that college basketball, short of the superstars, has more good players, not great players, than it's ever had before. There's more good teams than there's ever been before because there's more great basketball players than there's ever been before. But relatively speaking, I just can't get that excited about it. And I don't know if you feel the same way or not. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Let's go to Tim in Hanley Falls. Tim, you're on. Hey, Mike. I think you and I are probably pretty close in age. I'm 55. And okay, I well, I'm 32, but... Well, okay. Yeah. but you know i grew up watching you know patrick ewing was a favorite but you got to see him as a freshman yep and they got beat in the finals and you got to see him as a sophomore you got to see him as a junior now you see kids you know one year and like you said the stars are gone and and i same thing with michael jordan that freshman year it was just uh you know he he and james worthy and you know the team that they had then, and then you but then you get to see him as a sophomore. Yep. And now you it's just one and done. And I, I, that that and the you know it it I don't think it's a whole different subject. But I don't think the transfer portal helps anything either. Yeah, and that's but, a very interesting component to it because it's exciting to think that your team can fill a void or get good quickly, kind of like free agency. But it's not exciting if you want to follow a program because all of a sudden that kid from Oklahoma shows up in North Carolina and you go, now how, how who's this guy? How did this work? You know? <laughs> yeah, and you, you, but that was the fun part was watching you know how they developed and the players that they brought in to bring around them and and just to make a difference and and take that extra step to to get from making the Final Four to winning a championship and and now we just. You, you get one season watching these uh, big-time players, and, and then it's over. And so I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, and the one season becomes about one month, and you know because you're really not that interested until after Christmas at minimum, and now you're still fighting the NFL until after the Super Bowl. So you don't really, in, unless you're a diehard, really invest yourself hard. Yep, yep, and you know, and like you said with the Gophers, you know, watching the the team that that went to the final four or going all the way back to, you know, the Kevin McHale days, it, it was a different situation and, and a, a different feel completely. And, and you'd, you'd go there to see them play, play in Indiana, you know, that was having an undefeated season yep. or, you know, those big time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm right there in. with you, Tim. Yep. And up would walk Bobby Knight and people would boo and yes. And, and they'd walk <laughs> up with those red stripe, uh, warm up bottoms and, and, uh, and here comes Gene Katie and, you know, Judd Heathcote and Judd bet you like Williams arena a lot. You know, here we go. Those were fun days. <laughs> yep. All yep. Right. Tim, thank you for calling right. us. You bet. Yeah. Tim from Hanley Falls, six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. Am I the only one that's lost the fervor for for college basketball, even though I appreciate what it is and what they're doing? I mean, that that deal at the Final Four a few years ago when Virginia played Texas Tech, ooh, that was a good that was well coached teams, good players, not great players, but good players and still fun to watch. And yet, 
I don't know what it is, but it doesn't suck me in. I, I don't feel like I have to watch many games anymore. Six five one four six one nine two two six, and maybe hand in hand with that is: Did you watch the final four? Will you watch the championship game tonight? Does it mean much to you? Like I said, some of you remember that used to be must-watch TV, the final four, and I don't feel like it is anymore. Stay with us on Sports to the Max. I'll solve some more of the world's problems when we come back as well. Is college basketball different to you now? I mean, it probably depends on the area you grew up in, I guess. But do you find it less compelling? 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Did you feel like you had to see the final four on Saturday, or did you just want to see the Duke-North Carolina game? Do you need to see the championship game tonight, or is that not extra important to you? Because it used to, it just it felt like to me like everybody in the world was watching back in the day, whatever the day was. And I don't know that it feels that way now. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I got a private text here from uh, one of my friends that's a big basketball fan, and they they asked me two questions. They said, "Do you feel the same way about the women's tournament?" that went on over the weekend? Did it it leave you less than fulfilled? And the second question is, did you feel the same way about college basketball when the Gophers made it to the Final Four 25 years ago in 1997? I'll take them one at a time. I went to uh, uh, both nights, the uh, uh, Final Four and then last night. Here's what I liked about the women's Final Four. There's pageantry and there's, there's a production there. And and you can feel that when you walk in. And I love more than anything seeing championship atmospheres and things like that. If you didn't go to the women's final for the championship game last night, there's a couple things that you probably did not realize. Number one is it is not tremendously loud at Target Center or any place that houses the Final Four because you have four different schools in there. Maybe, I don't know, 3,000 people from each school come, uh, at least the delegation, 2,500 to 3,000. So however much uh, energy and noise they can make um, is what you get. You you don't get a, a real loud, vibrant atmosphere. The other thing that I didn't like about the the Final Four presentation-wise was they, they they limited, I don't know if they limited or how it works, but they were small bands. I love a good band that plays. A pep band at a high school game, something like that. To me, that really helps make the atmosphere. When the trumpet's blowing and the trombone's going, I'm going, I'm right there with you. Let's get this game going. But it didn't really have that. And, and there was more... Um, uh, just music kind of playing for a long time, and then the teams would take the floor, and you didn't hear a big cheer and a big, oh, here's the school fight song. All those things were missing. And then and then the second piece to it was the games weren't very good. I mean, they just weren't. They played three games at Target Center. Uh, Stanford challenged UConn a little bit at the end on Friday night. Uh, but Stanford shot three for 18 or 19 from three-point range, something like that. I mean, that's not entertaining basketball. You set up, especially with the 32nd clock, smaller basketballs, easier to execute and be a good shooting team in this day and age, and they couldn't make shots. And, and if you go there and you were there and, and you were a neutral observer in that you didn't care who won, now many from Minnesota, of course, cared that Paige Beckers won, um, you, you, you were not, I, I got to say, I mean, I, I, mean, I know because we're here in Minnesota, and this is a Minnesota thing, right? Whatever event comes here, we're supposed to say, oh, it was just unbelievable. It was great. It was the best. It was this. It was that. We're supposed to say that. I know, I know that because I've grown up in Minnesota. I think it's okay sometimes to say, you know, it was okay. 
the games weren't that good. Uh, some of the stuff was fun. Uh, I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed watching Paige Beckers and seeing if she could get her team up to, you know, one more. I enjoyed that piece of it. Uh, I didn't really enjoy, you know, the, the games were, you know, like last night, you never really felt like UConn was going to get back into it. So unless you had a vested interest or a South Carolina fan, I, I didn't find it to be compelling basketball. And I know we're not supposed to say that because we're here in Minnesota. I know we're supposed to say, oh, man, in, in downtown Minneapolis, put on a show. They didn't really put on a show. I mean, you didn't know that there was a game until you got close to the target center. And it, it wasn't as if you felt this vibrancy in downtown Minneapolis. And you, you know, I thought it was going to be like everywhere you walked, you'd see people with sweatshirts and pom-poms and, you know, uh, go Gamecocks, go, all that stuff. I didn't see that. I didn't feel that. And and not that you have to, but it it didn't add to the experience, so to speak. And then finally, you got over there, and, and it didn't help at all that that they had the violence on, again on, on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and that became a part of the narrative. Is that did you hear about there were shots fired outside a Target Center? And again yesterday, that becomes a part of the narrative of downtown Minneapolis. Plus, it's cold and it's raining. There's some other things that contributed to it. Now, back to the question about the 1997 team, and maybe you feel the same way. I, 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 that was a great team that the Gophers had. And I don't know how many of you have fond memories of that. I Probably one of the greatest memories I have is covering the Golden Gophers in 1997 when they went through it. But here's the difference, and this makes my, my point from earlier. That team had four first-round draft picks on it, okay? Sam Jacobson, Quincy Lewis, John Thomas— and Bobby Jackson were all first-round draft picks, okay? That's cool. All four of them played through their senior year and then got drafted. So we knew very well who these players were, contrary to today. And so I'm wondering if that's what suppresses my appetite a little bit. If it's because you did get hooked on those players. When Sam Jacobson showed up at the University of Minnesota campus and we'd all seen him at Park Cottage Grove, that was a big deal. And then you wanted to see, you know, could he could he maintain? Could he do his same thing? And he did. And they had Courtney James, who, who, who left school after his junior year. He would have been an NBA player. And they had a kid named Charles Thomas from Eastern Kentucky. He only played two years. He probably would have been an NBA player as well. But but we, we were... We were involved in them. We saw them. We watched them mature before our eyes, and it mattered to us. And now I don't feel that thing, that same thing, and especially with the transfer portal coming in. And you're not sure who these guys are. You know they're good players, but you're going, okay, um, where were you before? And I don't feel that same thing. And, and, and I think college basketball is still an entertaining product, but I just can't get myself to get incredibly excited about it. And I, and, and, and I'm trying to figure out, what the reason is and because I appreciate it I mean I I, I think that basketball is better now than it's ever been before uh, from a baseline level but it's not great a lot of nights when you watch these two teams play or you'll see people you know miss three four shots in a row and 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 then all of a sudden you realize they haven't scored Uh, I didn't I think South Carolina went like four minutes without a field goal last night and they still increased their lead that's not basketball that you necessarily want to watch it's physical you understand what they're doing all those things but it doesn't exactly go oh boy I got I can't wait to see them play again and so I think that maybe that's a bit of it too is is that you got it? You know, if we had seen really good performances, maybe I'd be on fire for it. You'd be saying this and that. If if the, if the regional championships would have been great on the men's side, maybe you'd still be buzzing about that. But I don't feel that. I don't see that. 
Not that we can fix it, but I just find that interesting, that kind of the decline of college basketball, and I think it's become one thing. A 64 or 66, whatever, however many teams you want to call it, uh, 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 bracket buster. You know, whoever wants to sign up and try to get in the pool is the college. Ba- that's the college basketball season to the vast majority of people in this country. Is is, is I'm going to fill out a pool for the brackets, and, and and then whatever happens happens. But I don't think that we have a lot of significance anymore in January or February, or maybe it does only where those teams are contending teams that you think might be like the 1997 Gophers that go the distance. That's my theory. That's my theory. You can call or text any time during the show, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. If you see it that way or don't see it that way, either way. On the other side, Jared Nunes, I know what way he sees it. My gosh. Assistant coach at Baylor from right here in our in the Twin Cities. Last year, they won a national championship. Uh, last week, they almost beat North Carolina. They went to overtime with them. We'll ask him what it was like to coach in the bubble last year for a national championship, and did that water it down at all? Plus, a whole lot more straight ahead on Sports to the Max on News Talk 830 WCCO. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.